With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. To get you the sports any way that he can. It's Mike Francisco. WFN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this Thursday, Valentine's Day. A happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Uh, so I hope uh, everyone has a very nice day. I know the card companies and the different companies that deal in Valentine's gifts do very well at this time of year. So I know they're doing well. I hope you're doing well. Um, but again, it's February, and with February comes a lot of silliness, a lot of nonsense, a lot of stories that don't exist, a lot of overblown stories, a lot of stuff that people try to make into stories. I mean, that's just the way February is, folks. So you got to take everything with a little bit of a greatest, you know, grain of salt. Every every possible trade is a trade. Every possible statement is an absolute, you know, over the tops, you know. Uh, demand and a com- and a commandment, and it's going to affect everything. And you know what? It's just not true. It'll soon be March, and it won't feel the same way. It's just the way February is. Uh, DeGrom spoke today. We'll get to that. The one thing you don't want to hear from DeGrom is, you know what, I'll reassess how much I'll pitch. Because to me, that's the wrong road to go down. That's not, as a professional athlete, with a limited amount of earning power and hopefully some pride in your work, that's not where you want to go. You want to say that, you know what, I'll leave. They'll never sign me. They can, they'll never see me again. That's fine. You can say that. But the bottom line, the idea, well, I'll re, you know, if you're going to reassess your usage and have my agents reassess, what are you going to do, go on a work stoppage? You think that's going to sit well with the fans? You're already making $17 million. They don't know how to relate to that, no less relate to the $30 million you're going to make. You think they're going to have sympathy for you because you're only making $17 million? I mean, come on. That's where the athlete just doesn't get it. That's not the way to go. You have ways to use free agency sitting out and not performing, as we've seen from different guys. This is the new wave. This is the new era. The new, the, well, you know what? I'll sit out. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for anybody. The great player, if you notice, doesn't sit out. Because he knows how finite his time is. That's one he doesn't go to. Because that doesn't work. He might get himself traded. 
He might get himself moved to another team. He might get a coach moved, but he doesn't stop playing because that doesn't help anybody, especially when your time is very limited as an athlete. But that's the new wave thinking. Like Bell, you know what? I'll just sit the season. Well, he's never getting that year back. If he wants to make the Hall of Fame, he's never getting that year back. The $15 million he didn't make last year or $13 million he didn't make last year, he's never getting that back either because he's got finite years. And DeGrom is already 30 years old, and if he wants to shut down how many innings he's going to pitch, you know what? He's not getting those innings back. And he's not going to get one ounce of sympathy from somebody who's working a normal job and paying already astronomical, what they think is astronomical prices for a ticket. That's not how you ingratiate yourself to somebody. You have ways to utilize the system, absolutely. You don't have to sign with this team. You can say no to any contract, and you can pitch your way out of the thing. But you can't pitch your way out of it until you put in your years. And nobody cares that you're 30 years old. Like I said, they already can't relate to you making $17 million, no less 30 You think the guy going to the game with his three kids and paying 40 bucks for parking and 200 bucks for the tickets, and, you know, 6 bucks for a hot dog or whatever the heck it is, and, you know, $4 for a soda. You think he cares that you're only making $17 million this year? When he can't, you know, when he's got to have a big, big, you know, moment to take his three kids to the game. He's not relating to that. How can he? And when you say, well, he doesn't have to, I don't care if he does. Well, you should care if he does, because if he doesn't show up, there's a trickle effect. You don't get paid. You don't get paid. The guy who's selling tickets for a concert, you know what? People don't go to his concerts, he doesn't get paid. People don't go to the movies, they don't get paid. The next time you turn around to make a movie, well, no one went to your last one. So you do, as a fan... As a consumer, you have the final say, and you do have impact. Not immediate, but you have final impact. Because when you turn off the works, it's over. It's over. You decide who's hot at the box office. No one else. You decide that. All right, you don't decide what player is the best player. They decide that on the field. But... When a guy fills ballparks, he gets paid more. When a guy's big and getting wins and gets TV ratings, he gets paid more. That's the bottom line. So there is a trickle-down effect. Now, DeGrom spoke today. Let's hear a little for as much as I can take. I, I can't understand how I could take nine minutes of DeGrom ever, but I'll listen. Go ahead. Let's listen. Jacob, obviously, there's been a lot of talk for more than just this offseason, dating back into last year, about extension talks between you and the Mets. We haven't really heard from you, though. How would you characterize where those talks are at right now? Um, the line of communication is still open. Um, we have not received an offer, but um, they continue to talk. And, um, you know, we, uh, like I've said before, I really enjoy playing here um, and would like to be here. But, you know, that's kind of up to them. Brody, last year as your agent, made it very clear what he thought the organization should do with you in this offseason. Um, just from your own personal perspective, uh, point of view, what is the level of frustration that there hasn't been more movement? Um, I, you know, I wouldn't say I'm frustrated. Um, 
I have a job to do and that's to get ready to play baseball. And um, I try to block all that stuff out. Um, that's kind of for my agents and, um, you know, that's what they're there for, um, to work these things out and to make it where I can just focus on getting ready for the season. Um, kind of a similar question. If, you know, we go down there, you know, to March 28th and there's nothing done, I mean, how will you take that? Will you be okay with that, just kind of pitching year to year as you have been throughout your career, or will there be a bit of disappointment on your end? Um, like I said, I would like to, you know, be part of this team's future. Um, would like the feeling to be mutual, but that's just something that we're going to have to see. Um, like I said, the, the main goal is to just get ready for the season. Um, and make sure I'm ready to go out there and pitch. Um, you know, those those decisions are kind of out of my control, so it's uh, just do what I can do. Your current agent now, Jeff Barry, was kind of outspoken, or, or at least in the statement that he made at the end of December about how players have to start looking out for themselves in this climate. I mean, that does become something that you could control, whether it's worrying about how deep you're going in the games, how many pitches you throw, how many innings. Could it get to that point with you as you continue without a contract? Or um, You know, I think that's going to be a discussion that's going to have to be had with my agents. Um, uh, it's kind of, that's going to be, uh, I'm going to have to sit down with them and really see what they think is best for me moving forward. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that, that puts a, a player or a pitcher in a tough spot, I would think, right? Yeah, Because you've always been you doing your best for the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it, and you play this game because you love it, and then, you know, you have an opportunity to, um, you know, look out for your family and your future. So I think just um, you have to see what's right uh, for you to do, and um, I think that's going to be a discussion that's going to have to be had with my agents. How you doing? Last year when Brody made the comments at the All-Star game that the Mets should either give you a contract or trade you, was that Brody speaking or was that you speaking? Um, you know, like I said, I, I really enjoyed my time here. Um, <laughs> All right, that's enough. I had enough. All right. Listen, DeGrom's a good guy. He's been a good soldier. First of all, what he's telling you, folks, is a bunch of nonsense hogwash. Here's what DeGrom wants to say to you, but he doesn't want to say it. I want to get paid hand over fist. I want every buck that I think I deserve. I want to be the highest paid pitcher, but I don't want to offend anybody and ask for the money. That's what I'm – so I'm going to tell you that I play this game because I love it. They play this game as little boys – because they love it until they realize that and it's drummed into their heads that people are making billions of dollars on their backs. And then they realize, wait a second, I want mine. So that goes out the window within any, any minute of time. I can tell you I've had people that come to FAN and say to me, I'd work for free at FAN. And I say to them, you would for a week. And those same people I've heard complain about contracts later on. The same people who said I'd work for free. Sure, they'd work for free for a week. And then they say, you know what? Everyone's getting paid here. I deserve to get paid. I'm putting in my – same thing for a baseball player. When they grow up, they love the game. And why wouldn't they love it? It's a game that they play, and then they can find they're good enough to get paid at a game they love to play. But what's drummed in their heads as they climb the ladder is – 
owners are making billions of dollars. Franchises are worth billions of dollars because of your performance. So get yours. So all of a sudden, well, then it's, oh, I have my family. I love it, but my family. And then all of a sudden, I got to talk to my agents. Is that you talking to your agent? Well, really, uh, I, 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 I love being here. Uh, it's out of my control. No, it's not. First of all, it's not out of your control any more than it's out of the Mets' control. They have a figure. You have a figure. They're not wrong. You're not wrong. You both have a figure. They're trying to get you to play for as least money as possible. You're trying to get them to pay you the most money possible. There's no right. There's no wrong. There's no one's good guy, bad guy. They're equal. The Mets have a job to do. The Grom and his agent have a, have a job to do. No one should look at it any differently than anybody looks at any other business. It's the same thing. And they don't care one whit about you, folks. Not one iota. Not the owner, not the player. They just want your money. Okay, sorry to break that to you, but that's a fact. They love playing the game? Absolutely. Why would they really want to work for a living? They get to play a game for millions of dollars, but they're gifted. They're not regular people. They're guys who have gifts. There's 600 people in the United States who can, or 700 people who can do what they do. And they do it for a short amount of time. And that's drummed in their heads too. Your earning power is short. What I don't like is this attitude that agents have now and is permeating to players and players hiding behind agents gutless nonsense. First of all, you agent works for you. You don't work for your agent. Well, by my agent, I, I, my agent makes that decision. No, no, your agent makes no decisions. He's in for a small percentage of the pie. You make the decisions. My agent listens to me. I'm in charge. He works for me. Same thing for DeGrom. His agent works for him. If he doesn't like what he hears, he fires his agent and gets another one. The bottom line is, what I don't like hearing is when it's, well, I might have to decide whether I ratchet it down. But I don't know how, you know, all of a sudden they start to hint because this is, here's where they have a problem. They have a problem because the clock's ticking. He's not 24 years old. He's 30 years old. And they have a problem because they have two years left. So the year of a threat of I'm leaving at the end of the season doesn't work because he's got two years left. And the Mets can do nothing and leave him out there for two years. So what does he use as his wedge? Well, I might have to start how many innings I pitch because I don't want to tax my arm. You think the... You think the paying public, the guys who do pay your salary, are going to sit for that? Do you think that's what they want to hear out of their star pitcher? That's the fastest way to become the most unpopular player in the city is with that, that I'm going to start counting innings or I'm going to start counting pitches, and it's going to be about my work ethic and my work stoppage, and I don't care if we win or lose. I'm worried about my body and my innings and how many innings are in my arm. Because then it's no longer about the Mets and it's no longer about the fans. It's no longer about your love of the game. It's about you have a resource and you're going to shut it off. And that's the new thing you hear from players and agents now. That's the new wave. Shut it off. Shut it down. 
until I get paid. Shut it down. Which shows you just how much contempt they have for the sport, how little pride they have in their performance. And the bottom line is how little they care about the fan. I've always had a very different opinion. First of all, I'm pro-player. I think players should get anything they can because owners are getting theirs. And owners deserve anything they can get because you know what? They put up the capital to play the game. They put up the risk. It's not much of a risk when you have that much money, but you know what? It's still their money. So I understand both sides of it. But my theory has always been this. If you sign a contract, you honor the contract. If you don't have a contract, do whatever you want. If your contract expires and you can walk, walk. Somebody offers you a better deal, God bless you. I've never had a problem with anybody going across the street for an extra dollar. That's their business. They have a right to do that. But when you do sign a contract, honor the contract. Until it's over. If you don't have a contract, that's a different story. And the vehicles that are open to you, fine. But when you go in that day to work, work. The idea of having him start to hint that he's going to cut back innings or cut back performance in any way or hold back performance in any way is, is just such a mistake and such an outrageous way to go about things. He doesn't need to do that. But they feel that's the only way they can squeeze this. You know what? You're going to lose the fans. You're going to lose the media. You're going to lose the fans with that approach. That approach doesn't work. I think the fans root for the ground. They're always a good guy, and they're always trying hard. And right now, I think they're in his camp. They won't be with statements like that. And the good guy, gee, I love the game, but, you know, listen, I got a list of my agents, bunch of garbage. That's hiding. That's what that is. That's the cowardly way out. I'd rather a guy say, you know what, I'm going to get mine because that's really what he's saying. And listen, he's got a value. Absolutely. Is he underpaid right now? He's underpaid. But he's in a system that was collectively bargained. And that system says you owe the team six years before you're free. He hasn't done that yet. At that point, God bless him. He's allowed to go do whatever he wants. But he's only four years into that. And now he wants to get every dollar. See, so he's saying, I should get mine now. I shouldn't have to wait. Because I'm 30. You know, when you're 22, you don't mind waiting. And now some of the teams rip it up and don't wait for guys to do it. They might rip up a couple of the arbitration years and take away a couple of the free agent years. It's all the team has every right to do that. But he got his late start, and he got a late start on the mound. So he feels he's got a little bit of a problem in that area. And he also has two years left to free agency, which seems like a long, long time to him right now. Considering the year he's coming off, he wishes he had one. He doesn't. He has two. But one thing you don't want to do is say that you're going to give less than your best. Because that doesn't solve anything for anybody. 
In two years, you want to walk? God bless you. You're making $17 million this year. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you at $17 million. You went from seven to 17 because the arbitration system makes sure that if you perform, you get paid. The Mets didn't, weren't able to say, hey, you know, we're going to put in $7 million and live with it. Well, it wouldn't work. You know that. So they gave him $17 million. They settled for 17 That's a lot of money. It's more money than any, most people see in a lifetime. Nobody's going to feel sorry for a guy making $17 bucks. Is he underpaid at 17 Yeah, he is right now. And in two years, if things don't go well, or a year and a half, and the Mets unload him, then he could go be a free agent and get his big money. But if he holds up his performance, he'll regret it. That will, fo- that will follow him everywhere because that doesn't work. That is a big mistake in a finite world. He has very short earning years. And also, you want guys to have pride. You want them to compete. You want them to want to win. And you want them to really want to compete and go out and give you the best they have. That you expect. Let the other stuff take care of itself. Free agency, arbitration, the game, the games the agents have to play. You understand all that's part of the game. But when they go on a field, you don't want them to carry that onto the field. When they start carrying it onto the field, then it infests the game completely. Then you have a sport that nobody wants any part of. And that's what you're hearing more and more from players and agents. And it's the wrong way to go. There's so much money out there now. All you have to do is go out and compete and prove you deserve it, and you'll get it. There's no, there's no question you will get it. That's the secret to this whole thing. There's no question. There's so much money out there now that you will get it if you do it the right way. But so many of these guys, they have to take shortcuts because they get the one year, and they all want to get paid off the one year now. One year, lock it up for life. One year, lock it up for life. And that's how they think now. And you know what? That's not how it works. You should have to do it more than once. Whether your name's DeGrom or Bell or Brown or anybody else. Back after this.